The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They are not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Today on the lab report, we're going to talk about A1 and A2 milk, not the steak sauce. <laughs> Is there an A2 steak sauce? Should be. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. The surprising thing and good thing about steak sauce mm-hmm. is that it's uh, low in carbs. It's delicious. Oh, so you can have it on the keto. I, I can get away with it. Good Absolutely. For you. I can allot it. Yes. Hello. Hi, Michael Chapman. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Patty Devers. How are you? Living my best life. Okay. I also like steak sauce, but I I think you have to. I mean, there are people who don't like it. Well, yeah, I guess some for some reason. Some people don't like vinegar, which is just yeah, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, this is a podcast. It's called The Lab Report. It's brought to you by Genova Diagnostics. Thanks, Genova. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's where we talk about things like specialty lab testing, integrative therapeutics, and functional integrative precision medicine. Yeah. If you like this podcast and it's your jam, maybe go to iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, do that. rate, review, share with your friends, Sm- like, stars, yada, yada, yada. Smash buttons. That's right. And if you have additional feedback, you can send that feedback to podcast at gdx.net. That's our email address. Yeah, we've gotten a couple really good emails recently. No doubt. They're really awesome. I no love doubt. Them. And a lot of good feedback on the, the socials. That's right. Instagram in particular. At a lot of good engagement. Thank you guys for yeah. always yeah. Uh, following and liking and doing all the <laughs> stuff. So it keeps us uh, <laughs> motivated to be silly. So this episode is not, in fact, about steak sauce. Can I just clarify no, that? It is not. It's actually about milk. Yeah, I know. There are a lot of different kinds of milk. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot Surprisingly, of controversy. Right? Yeah. yeah. Because you think milk, you're like, it's the, just, just what comes out of the, the cow udder. And that's <laughs> basically right. milk. Right. Right. The problem is people call milk all kinds of things. Like if you're if you have like soy milk or sure. cashew milk, it's not really milk. No. Right? Just because it's a white liquid does not mean it's milk. You, you know what? I think there might be some some issues, some legal issues here I, that I we're agree. exploring. Because isn't it like when there was one product that said it was chicken wings, but it was actually made from like vegetable protein and stuff. And so they had to change <laughs> the name from W-I-N-G-S to like W-Y-N-G-Z yeah. <laughs> or yeah. something like and, wings. And I sort of feel like that same thing should happen to things like coconut milk. Right? Yeah. Because it's really just coconut juice or soy juice. Right. It just happens to be white. Right, right. It's like the, um, I think it was like the Beyond Burger or something where yeah. they were calling it, uh, they were calling it meat or they were calling it beef or something. Okay. And then they ended up having to change that language because it's it's not those things. Good, good. Right. Let's be honest here. Let's be truthful. And when we're talking about milk, I have the same problem here because the description of milk is that it comes from a mammal, like the lacteal secretion of a mammal. Yeah, it's one of the things you know? that make mammals yeah. mammals. It's right. one of the defining characteristics, giving birth to live young and producing milk and yeah. having hair, I think, was <laughs> on the list too. <laughs> All right. All right. So I know my mammals. As we're talking about milk, when you're in functional medicine, a lot of people go dairy-free for a lot of reasons. People uh-huh. have 
bad gastrointestinal symptoms from dairy. Sure, and they can develop a lot of other reactions, too. Mm -hmm. I think skin, classically, right. is uh, sometimes associated with uh, a reaction to milk or a sensitivity to milk. Certainly, if I have got, like, a little kid with a bunch of ear congestion or upper respiratory congestion, that's constant. You know, constant URIs yeah. or uh, ear infections. I definitely think about milk in those cases. Right. So, yeah, it, I mean, there's a lot of people who have reactivity to it. Right. And there's a lot of controversy within functional medicine as people switch to alternatives to cow's milk, sure. right? Sure. So a lot of people go to those nut milks or those plant-based milks. But then even within cow's milk, there's another controversy as it relates to what you're calling A1 and A2 cow's milk. Right. Because... I think people are kind of searching for some way to ingest milk because it's so versatile, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when you mm -hmm. think about milk, yeah. like it has been a staple of our diet for a long, long time. And so, and there's so much controversy around it, even it's our digestibility and whether right. we should be having it at all. Right. Um, you know, you hear the phrases out there like people should be drinking people milk, not cow milk. Correct. That's what we're built for. So Correct. I don't know that I necessarily agree. I think that's a little monolithic mm -hmm. um, given how long of a history we've co-evolved mm -hmm. with uh, ruminant animals. Mm -hmm. But it's like cheese, you know, yep. yogurt, yep. milk and curds and whey yep. and like yep. Yep. butter, all the stuff. Well, let's talk about some of the things you just talked about. Like, what's in milk? Why have we been drinking milk? Yeah, what is the difference between curds and whey? Like, that's just, <laughs> I always think of a nursery rhyme when I hear that. So what are, <laughs> tell me about well, curds and whey. Well, in milk, there's water. There's a large component of water. Makes sense. Then there's also milk solids, which is what they call curd. And within the solids that make up milk solids and curd, it includes things like fat, some, you know, nutrients like calcium and iodine, but also part of that is protein. Sure. And that's where whey comes in because the two main proteins in milk are casein and whey. Okay. I think I need to go over this again like we did with the chocolate because it's sort of like a similar <laughs> sort of thing, right? Breaking so this all down. It's going to be a flow chart. Okay, so you got... Oh, no. No, I won't do the whole flow chart because okay. it's a little okay. simpler. You got the water yeah. and you've got the milk solids. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that we also had solids with chocolate too, didn't we? We did. We did. So, so that's a weird word but to it be wasn't like solids. But it wasn't chocolate curd. That's the difference here. <laughs> well, and curd <laughs> has just a bad connotation, it's just a weird doesn't word, it? weird curd. It's just not... It, it makes you kind of like <laughs> shudder a little bit. Totally. Uh, but the milk solids or the curd mm -hmm. has a has protein, has fat, has nutrients, mm -hmm. and sugar, right? I mean, it's going to have carbohydrate in there as well, lactose, mm -hmm. and, and various other sugars, I'm sure. Right. Um, and so then the protein component is broken down into casein and whey. Correct. All right. And this is where the controversy comes with A1 and A2 milk because the main casein... That's in milk. And most, just sorry to interrupt, but most people, when they react, they ex they think they're reacting to casein. They think casein is the main problem within milk products that they're having sensitivity to. Is that, that's my assumption. Is yeah. that what you gathered yeah. as well? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll agree with that. Well, and of course, there's people who are lactose intolerant, which is a totally different thing. That's not a food sensitivity to casein. That's actually an intolerance, which means they don't have the enzyme to break it down. It's actually has nothing to do with the immune system at all. Correct. Okay. Correct. Well, let's dive a little bit into casein because the main casein in milk is a beta casein. There are two types. There's okay. A1 and A2. Two types of casein. Correct. Okay. They're actually beta casein. So the beta casein one and two. Okay. Okay. So the beta casein itself, that protein has 209 amino acids 
hooked together. It's a big protein? Sounds like a big, protein. Like a big protein. I don't have a good sense of relevance, <laughs> though. Is it that could a be lot like, of amino I'm not, I'm not that big into proteomics where I'm like, whoa, 206, that's about... You know, Big 50 protein. percentile of your That's average proteins. That's a lot. That's no heme protein, though. <laughs> well, the problem is at position 67, there's a substitution for histidine and proline, which is what makes it A1 or A2. If histidine is there, it's an A1. If proline's there, it's A2. And that's important because it changes the whole structure and how well you digest that protein. Okay. So there's a mutation, mm -hmm. turns one amino acid into something else, in mm -hmm. this case, histidine to proline, you said. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a snip. Yeah. Interesting. Good, good point. Good okay. point. So it's a snip in the cow. It's a cow snip. <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> but once you have that substitution, histidine or proline, it changes how it's structured and then it changes how it's broken down. Because if you think in your GI tract, you have all of those, the, the enzymes that break down proteins, mm -hmm. proteolysis, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That A1 histidine se sequence produces this residue called beta casomorphine 7. Wow, that was a lot. Yeah. Should we say that together? Beta, Beta casomorphine 7. <laughs> All right, I got to stop you right there, Patty. Okay. I have one question. Okay. Why do I care? Because this beta casomorphine 7, BCM7, is actually what's been being studied. It actually has opioid properties and causes all these health problems within your systemic health and in your gut. Hmm, that's interesting. So this breakdown product of casein, if it's mm -hmm. got the, the wrong SNP, which is the A1 variety, right. uh, then it causes systemic problems. Like, what kind, of, what kind of problems? Well, it's been linked to things like a risk for type 1 diabetes, Whoa. heart disease. Okay, what some, isn't? <laughs> some neurologic <laughs> diseases. But again, these are correlations. Huh. They're not causative. The type 1 thing is fascinating, though, right? Type 1 diabetes? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we're talking about some sort of trigger for autoimmunity. Hmm. Um, and that's just, you think about the atopic triad, right? And right. that kind of like walk down the path of mm -hmm. atopia to autoimmunity. You, you following me? Like, Are you talking about like the triad for autoimmune diseases? No, no, no. I'm talking oh. about like, you know, typically what you see manifest in kids is like allergy and mm. asthma. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe eczema as you sort of walk that down the line. Or it can be eczema first. But, but that's kind of like the three that you see show up as atopic conditions. Okay. But that's kind of the... The I don't know the signal that you might have somebody who's walking down the path of autoimmune. Like there's a, I, in my clinical I don't I haven't looked this up, but sort mm -hmm. of empirically, and the, the way that we've been trained, those are those are all kind of part of a similar spectrum. And so the fact that type one is on here as it relates to a one milk is really fascinating. Yeah, and I think the other piece that we need to unpack is. Okay, if there's all these clinical associations. Clinical associations, clinical sure. Clinical associations, not, not causative. Not necessarily causative, and right. there's probably studies that say that there is no connection. A thousand percent. Uh -huh. So then it comes to the whole concept of what animals or types of cows give you A1 milk versus A2 milk, because most milk is Is it those two. ones, the white ones with the black spots? <laughs> it's those, aren't they? Those are the ones, the ones from, <laughs> from that restaurant chain. <laughs> Those are the A1 cows, I'm sure. Of. I've never even seen one that looks like that. Have you? I've not seen a cow that is white with black spots. I don't think I've uh, ever uh, seen come one. Come on. M maybe I have. I, I have a terrible memory. <laughs>
I mean, all I'm saying is like that's not the most common cow that I Fair. commonly see. All is right. That color. So usually brown is what you Anyway, saying. so brown cows. There are types of cows. Yes, that yes. produce A1 and other types that produce that's A2. That's true. That's, that's fascinating. True. I'm sure the ones that produce A2 are double as expensive as the ones that produce A1. Well, I don't know, but purebred Asian and African cows. That sounds expensive. Only have the A2 allele. Interesting. And pure A2 milk, and then you think about some of the Europeans, like Holsteins or the Jersey cows and the Scottish cows. They have the A1 allele in them. So some of those can do pure A1 or A1, A2 milk. Oh, combo. Yeah. All right. And I'm assuming that the majority of the milk out there that we're consuming here Mm -hmm. in the States is likely the ones you just listed in the A1 category. Is that fair? Correct. And most of them have both A1 and A2 in them. Okay. So that's making this whole market being built around exclusively A2 milk for some of these people who, quote unquote, can't tolerate regular milk. Hmm. So what about other ruminant animals and their milks, like buffalo, mm-hmm. things of that nature? What Does that have A1, A2, or is it totally separate? They no. don't have either. No, actually the buffalo, like buffalo milk uh-huh. and camel milk are exclusively A2. So a lot of people are going to buffalo or camel milk that are having problems. What about giraffe milk? <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. That's a deep cut. What about like goat's milk and sheep's milk? What about those? Do we do we know? Is that again? Is it different entirely? It doesn't have a one or a two. And the reason why I ask is, you know, so many people, if they can't, if they're sensitive or reactive to dairy, then they'll switch over to goat and sheep's milk, and they tend to be just fine for the most part on those. You know, it's interesting that goat milk and mm-hmm. sheep milk, they are also a two. So it appears to just be the cow ah, problem here. That's interesting. And only some cows. Okay. Well, and to make the point again. There is literature out there suggesting that this there is no correlation, and there's some some research that's been done just to demonstrate that this is potentially a multifactorial issue, mm-hmm. and it's not related to the A1, A2 thing. Because, again, we have a mechanism here, but we don't necessarily know that that's creating causation. And within milk, there's endocrine disruptors, there's right. potential antibiotics, yep. there's ways it's going to shift your microbiome, Correct. there's different degrees of lactose intolerance. So all these things could be coming together in a person, the person sitting in front of you, you know, at different levels and causing part of the GI disturbances that they're experiencing. This is not all linked to this one phenomenon. Exactly. And I think at the end of the day, the jury is still out. But if you have a patient in front of you having GI symptoms and you suspect it, you can pull dairy, you can try some of these other milks and and see what happens. You know, Patty, all this talk about milk and things like this, it's really gotten me kind of craving some cheese. Ugh, well, it's your keto You like cheese? I I know, I've been eating a lot of cheese. I love cheese. You you think you could name cheeses? Because thinking about a game here, going to bring back uh, maybe what is it from episode 138. Biofilms? That's right. You know I'm not good at your games. I think you create these games just to make me crazy and look dumb, but... I'm willing to give it a try. Here we go. All right, Patty Devers, the rules for this what is it uh-huh. is um, I'm going to be giving you some clues, right? Okay. Kind of like that, that game show. Do you ever watch Password? Like yeah, yeah, the black yeah. and white game oh, show? We're not going to whisper, are we? No, no, okay, no. Good. There's no okay, studio good. audience involved. Good. So, um, right. what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a clue, okay. one word, and from that uh-huh. you're supposed to guess the cheese that I'm thinking of. Like a word association. Yes, okay. exactly. All Let right. me get these things rolling. No, not here. that one. The bill- there we go. Um, honestly, I think this is going to be pretty easy. But For you, here we go. You are, know you, the answers. are you ready? No. The first clue okay. 
is pizza. Oh, come on. That's easy. Mozzarella. Nice. Good one. See, I told you this is oh, going to be a right. piece of cake. You're right. Pizza cake. Uh, <laughs> so the next one I have here is also fairly simple. Wings. Um, blue cheese? That's right. Nice. That's right. You're a big fan of the blue cheese. I do like blue cheese. Okay. So the next one I have here is bagel. <laughs> oh, cream cheese. No, that's incorrect. That's incorrect. Here, let me give you another clue. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Bagel. That's the same clue. That's right. I'm still going to say cream cheese. No, uh-uh. I'll give you one last chance here. Go ahead. Bagel. <laughs> you don't have three <laughs> clues called it's bagel. It's Asiago that goes no, on top of it. No, it's cream cheese, That dude. goes in the bagel. That's, that's not even. That's not a type of cheese. That's just the processing, oh, come right? On. Okay, so the next one here, uh, gyro. Gyro. Or, or gyro or oh, gyro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or feta. Feta. Good okay. One. Good okay. one. Good one. Yeah. Next one I have here, I just have the word gross. <laughs> this could be so many. <laughs> <laughs> Like craft singles? Velveeta. <laughs> what about burger? Uh, um, last ch- clue is cheddar? craft. Oh, American cheese. There you go. Oh, okay, you're calling last American one. American cheese gross? Yes, it is. Okay. Last one here I have is California. Hmm. Schwarzenegger have a cheese? Is there a Schwarzenegger cheese? I don't think so. Oh. Monterey. Good one. All right, Patty. Well, I think you did quite well there. Thank you. I, I could have gone harder with those, but yeah. I wanted the people at home to feel like they're accomplishing <laughs> stuff too. So let's move on. I what do you? What, you it. have a bee in your bonnet, right? I do about plant and nut milks. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Because they're not milk. Again, they're just juices that yeah. are white that we're calling milk. Right. So we should clarify that, right? So by juices, essentially, you're taking some sort of substance that is not from a mammal. It's from mm-hmm. a plant. Right. Or and not. you're you're yeah. you're turning it into mm-hmm. a quote unquote white substance. Correct. So and it's well, creeping me out. Well, it doesn't have to be creepy. I mean, it just is what it is. You know, actually, uh, rice milk has been around for ages, mm-hmm. like with respect to uh, Mexican culture, the horchata, right. which is like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, delicious. So it's not like a new thing. We haven't always been doing this just for the purposes of right. uh, substituting fair. milk. That's so, fair. That's um, fair. But, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Like, there's there's some concerns with some of these things. And, like, you can list some of the ones out, right? So soy milk has been popular for a long time. I just mm-hmm. said rice milk. Cashew, you're getting into the almonds. Nut, and the, You're getting oat, oat milks. Coconut, right. hemp, pea milk. Right. right. So a lot of people go to these plant and nut-based milks, yeah. <clears throat> drinks, as an alternative to cow's milk or buffalo milk, which is great, right? Which is good. Some people say they're lower in calories, but you always have to check the labels because it really does depend. Yeah. And if you've got somebody who's sensitive or you're concerned about, you know, some of the potential health outcomes Mm -hmm. with respect to lots of dairy consumption, then yeah, it's it's a good alternative, although it's not perfect. Right. And what are some of the reasons why they're not perfect? Well, they put some fillers in there. Sometimes they put thickeners in there, right? Because you can imagine there's not curd, there's not those (laughs) solids. Because let's face it, if you're throwing some rice milk and some coffee, you might as well just dump the whole thing in there because you're (laughs) never getting that creamy sort of substitute that you're looking for. So you add thickeners to try and accomplish that. And a lot of times it's like carrageenan and and all this other stuff that I typically don't want to be eating. (laughs) The the other thing is the nutritional content, right? So if you have cow's milk, we talked about casein and whey, Mm -hmm. which are the proteins in cow's milk, which contain many, if not all of the essential amino acids. And there is a little bit of a nutritional gap 
when yeah. it comes to some of these plant or nut based milks. Sure, it's a complete the milk from cows is a complete protein, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean that's why so many people when they're exercising bodybuilding, they're using whey protein isolate because it's mm. it's such a perfect balance of your amino acids. And mm. that's not gonna necessarily be the case with the the plant based milks, quote unquote. True, true. And although there is lactose in cow's milk, there's also a lot more sugar in some of the other plant or nut based milks because they're trying to make them taste better. So they add yeah. a lot of sugar. So you gotta be very careful of that. Yeah, they don't they don't taste great, a lot of them. No. But I still, I mean, I've used them, but I always have to go back to the good old half and half because it's like I want that consistency yeah. and flavor that I'm yeah. going for. I don't have a problem per se with milk, but mm-hmm. you were saying soy milk tends to be the one that most kind of resembles cow's milk from a nutritional Correct. content perspective. Correct. But then you have to worry about soy because I don't know the concerns around soy as whether it's an endocrine disruptor right. or not. I tend to think of it as more of an estrogen modulator mm-hmm. rather than disruptor. True. But there are things. Soy is one of our most heavily sprayed crops. Wow. Right. And wow. so there are major concerns from a pesticide exposure perspective if you're not getting organic soy. Yeah. And some of the other um, nut-based milks, you also have, to, also have to be concerned about other allergies, right? People have cashew or, or nut allergies. And then additionally, some of these are a lot more money. They're expensive. Mm, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and I think the sugar content is a big one. Mm. It's, that's, that's a big concern, especially for you know our, our family and whatnot. Uh, the amount of sugar that comes with like a rice milk it already is very high. Wow, wow. Yeah, so at the end of the day, it's like so many things, right? Complex. Yeah, it, it depends. Complex, it, it depends. depends. And so I think the best way to kind of summarize all that information is that, you know, first and foremost, not everyone has a problem with, with milk or dairy products. Um, and one great way to determine whether you do is you can either do an elimination diet to see if you react to that food when you reintroduce it. You could do something like a food sensitivity. You could be tested for lactose intolerance. All those things you could do, um, you know, here with Genova on the testing side, not necessarily the elimination diet side. Um, and that would help give you a lot of insight as to whether you even need to be concerned about milk consumption. Because if you don't have a problem, I don't know that there's a huge reason. I mean, everyone's different. We're talking about personalized medicine. But across the board, I don't think there's a reason why everyone should be abstaining from good, high-quality milk. Um, if you are sensitive and you're looking to avoid, then be con- be careful around the sugar content and the pesticide exposure and those sort of things associated with some of the, I'll say, artificial milks, the plant-based milks. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to say... Amongst all of that controversy as it relates to A1 versus A2 and some of the health implications, the jury is still out. There's a lot of conflicting research there, too. But the jury is not still out on steak sauce. Next time on The Lab Report, we're going to talk about LPS. Hexa-acylated lipopolysaccharides. God's inside. That was terrible pronunciation of that. <laughs> You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. I have a question. Okay. Is cheese whiz considered cheese? Wow. It's um, all processed. Is it just processed chemicals? I actually don't know the answer to that. I wouldn't be surprised if there's not any milk products in there, but okay. there very well could be. All right. uh, I think the question is, why does it exist? For um, the Philadelphia cheesesteak, clearly. 
That's why it exists. Yeah, right. Cheese was. Truth be told, I don't think I've ever had it. Like the, the stuff that you spray out of a can. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had that. Oh come on. No, seriously. Just like yeah. I've never seen any of the white cows <laughs> black with and black spots. <laughs> I have a terrible memory. 